when I made a pivot from corporate to this life, I was like, the reason I'm leaving corporate, what I made in a year, I wanted to make in a month and eventually in a day. And I didn't have that opportunity there. And here you do. And to see people doing it, it just forces you to think bigger. So find a good network. Don't do the, don't do the media stuff and get help. Like day one, just get help. Welcome to High Level Hot Takes. My name is Matt Ticino, and if you are a high leveler looking for ways to take advantage of this amazing tool and hear about cool case studies of how it's being used, you are in the right place. If you're looking for more tips and tricks in all things high level, check out howtohighlevel.com after the show. Welcome back to another High Level Hot Take. I am joined by Anthony Garcia. Thanks for uh, sitting down with me. Matt, glad to be here, brother. Yeah, right on. So, uh, good little foundational thing. How did you find high level? How'd you end up here? <laughs> Fun fact. I was referring, around a business consulting firm specializing in email, uh, cold email outreach. And I was always referring when people wanted websites built or paid marketing or different other strategies. I was referring them to agencies. I changed my approach. And I was like, let me run some paid ads. And so I hired an agency. Didn't like the results I got. Just came in and said, hey man, I want to implement some AI tools. They told me no. They said, oh, it's not working. It's not doing well. I was like, there's some AI bots. I think those were great not working. So I was like, all right. So I just went to the world of Google on my own. I was like, okay, there has to be AI tools. There has to be something that exists. I actually saw many, many of your uh, YouTube videos and things coming up. And I had sent out an uh, email to jump, to learn more about HL Pro Tools and Platinum because I, I, you know, I, was, I was terrified. I didn't know how to onboard. I didn't know how to set up. And I remember it was like, oh, I'm not ready for this. And so I tried to do it on my own. It took six weeks, twice the amount when I would have spent just joining HL Pro Tools Platinum. And I literally came crawling back. It was like, Hey, I need help. <laughs> I need help. Get me, get me going. So that's that's how I found it. It was just uh, I was frustrated with the situation that I was in and referring. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna bring this in house myself. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. And so in that world, who's typically your target audience? So right now, I'm working mostly with B2B businesses, cool. service-based providers that are looking to schedule appointments. Um, really, it's the same industry I served as a consultant. I never really did the ecom slowly dabble into real estate and mortgage, but my like my focus is B2B service providers uh, that have to book an appointment. Like it's, you have to have some sort of appointment. That's yeah. where I spend my time at. No, that's great. Wonderful. Um, well, so at the event, how's it going? Oh, it's, it's enlightening. I mean, I came to the event with, you know, a couple things in mind. One, I wanted to gain clarity on what my offer would be moving forward. I launched the company less than 90 days ago. I mean, I think we have 17 paid accounts right now. So We've definitely have done some things well, and, and, and they were all from speaking events uh, that I was already speaking at. We just switched our offer up a little bit. Yep. And then I quickly realized, I was like, okay, I don't want to hybrid this thing. Like, I don't want a hybrid agency and SaaS. It was, it's actually, in no disrespect to my clients, but it's actually like, okay, I'm, if I'm going to do agency, then I'm going to be here. Yep. If I'm going to do SaaS, I'm going to keep it, I'm going to give you all the tools and resources to be SaaS, to be hands-off. Yep. When I blend the two, uh, I was felt like I was doing twice the amount of work for half the pay. Mm, yeah, that's... Man, there's truth there. Any other, I'd be curious, so with the releases, with the speakers, anybody stand out to you? You know, I mean, there's a there's a lot that stood out to me. Uh, I, I think Allie Boyd had some great messaging on how she was running her ads. I think that was yeah. really, really enlightening. Andy, which was was at the Sasspreneur event, super impactful and insightful as well. Frank Kern, like to hear Frank break it down so simple. Yeah. And at scale, you're like, yeah, why would this not work? Uh, I mean, there's so many, so many wonderful events. I mean, Augustin breaking down funnels. I don't, I don't want to build funnels for clients, but I want my own funnels optimized. And I was like, yeah. oh my goodness, this is, this is good. Yeah, 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 totally, totally worth it. I mean, you know, you you, you combine the two events back to back, and I mean, this is 
I, this is like what you need if you're serious about making you know GHL a business. That's awesome. Love it. Um, well, you're fresh. You said it was 19 days ago you started? 90 days ago. 90. Within, within 90 days. 90 days. Okay. So it's not been a long time, um, but I'm curious if somebody who's brand new and starting out, what advice would you give them? You know, don't reinvent the wheel. Like, okay. go, for, go for help. Like, I, it's, it's like this. I, I love to work out and do CrossFit. And I tell people you have to leave your ego at the door because not it'll kick you in your face. No matter how athletic you are, how strong you are, how in shape you are, it's going to kick you in your face. When you come into SaaS and you're using something, no matter what your background is, leave your ego at the door and get help. Like, get the resources necessary. Uh, you know, don't spend time. Right? I caught myself doing work that I was like, I can pay a VA $6 an hour to do this. But yeah, I spent four hours a day and I feel productive. And I'm like, this is, this is not worth my time. Like, if I was to show this to a board of directors, I would get, I'd be fired from my own company. Yeah, yeah. So it really is go and get the resources out there. Uh, go work with people who have done what you wanted to do at the highest level possible. Um, you know, you look at this, this event, it forces you to think bigger. When I made a pivot from corporate to this life, I was like, the reason I'm leaving, corporate, what I made in a year, I wanted to make in a month and eventually in a day. And I didn't have that opportunity there. And here you do. And to see people doing it, it just forces you to think bigger. So find a good network. Don't do the, don't do the media stuff and get help. Like day one, just get help. Just acknowledge it, get help. And whatever money you think you're going to save by trying to do it yourself, like you're not. Just get the help. I love it. That's great advice. Um, well, I want to flip it around. Do you have any questions for me? Yeah, dude, man, I have tons of questions for you. Okay. So in the trajectory you've seen yeah. of SaaS growing from where you've been to where we're at now, how do SaaSpreneurs separate themselves from their peers? Because this event has to say 800,000 people. I imagine it's going to be twice the size next year. And I imagine it's going to be significantly bigger in a few more years. So how I actually do... think they're capping it. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's freaking amazing. But okay, even within the current market, yeah. how do we separate ourselves from our, our peers? No, that's great. So the interesting thing about anything that has infinite capacity mm -hmm. is that supply and demand would drive down to zero, right? Right. So you have to consider ways to elevate your service or even elevate the software. Um, but a lot of times it's, it's just the, the method of delivery. And so the thing about this is like a book is worth X amount of dollars and an ebook is worth X amount of dollars. And then an audio book is worth X amount of dollars. It's the same information. Okay. Typically, actually, the audio book is the most expensive version. Interestingly, Right, because it's convenience. Yeah. It was just uh, you know, it's new, it's fresh, it's it's different, whatever it might be. And so, uh, you get to hear the author's voice sometimes. So you think of the same thing with the software. And um, the more you elevate the experience, the higher price you can charge, or the higher value that's received. And so, um, specifically, so what what uh what kind of folks are you serving? Uh, let's go B B two B. Yeah, B two B service providers. Give me an example. Uh, let's do insurance agencies. Okay, so you got an insurance agency, and um, right now, and there's a lot of wins there. But so, how are they getting leads? Combined, cold email strategy, uh, and then you know a paid ads strategy. Okay, so they got paid ads, they got cold emails going on. What do they? They care about being busy. Mm -hmm. What's the, what's the team structure? What's the business structure there? Is like an owner and maybe a small team. Yeah, it's a, it's a small team of five. Okay, one owner. Two salespeople and then you know two two admins. Okay. So pretty much three people can take calls. Yeah, and the goal is get them at capacity. Correct. Okay. So think of the same things that you do and just imagine like an elevated experience. Now it doesn't you could go impossible. So we look at this. There's a uh, a little value experiment tool which you'll you'll get. It's already inside of uh, yeah. inside of Platinum there. But one of the things I've talked to before on this concept is if you start there and you start to imagine like what would be 
uh, a 10 out of 5 star experience. So 5 out of 5 is like, uh, we did it. We did what we set out to do. We did it well. Okay. 10 out of 5 might be like, you know, they, they buy from us. We instantly show up in person with like drinks and catered meals and we're training. You know, and you work down from there. 10 star, 9 star, 8 star. Somewhere on 7 stars, you might come up with some ideas. You're like, you know what? That's actually doable. We could just elevate their experience. Okay. And it may not cost a ton. Um, or whatever it costs is like it's reasonable, right? And so like there's there's crossover modality. So um, in the if you're buying, you know, buying digital, if someone gives you a in-person yeah. thing, it feels higher value. So I'll give you an example. Like the people who run run my podcast, yeah. they ship me. Uh, they take the podcast cover art and they get it put in this little like glass standing little desk ornament square thing uh -huh. with the podcast cover art on it. And we launch a podcast and they ship me this thing. I don't know how much it costs. Thirty bucks. Yeah. You know uh, how much do they end up getting paid per year? Like we're talking twenty, thirty grand. Yeah. And so they ship me like a little physical thing, and I feel like, ooh, so special. Like, what an elevated experience there. And someone, when I said 20, 30 grand, someone else might be thinking, man, I charge a lot less than that to, you know, produce a podcast. Right. But there you go. Re like, they built up the reputation. They built up the, like, their, they do the same things as probably other podcast producers. But, you know, how did I find them? From referral, said they're actually good. This is, you know, what they do. And so, but I noticed in their flow, send me that. They, they send me in person stuff semi regularly. That's actually uh, that's actually a really yeah, over over deliver under charge. I mean, it's yep. it's a principle you know you hear, but to hear you break it down. Let's let's go further on this process of uh, of a new SaaS manure. Yeah, there's peaks and valleys in any business. Sure. So you know, I look at the new business ventures you, you grow. Like you know, I used to tell, and I still believe, what gets you to a million is not going to get you to three. What gets you three, like you know, can we break that down in this world of SaaS? Because yep. I feel like I was so excited when I got my first few clients. And then you know, hit client 13, 14, I was like, oh wait, we didn't do this right. We didn't fulfill on this. And I'm like, oh, I'm busting at the seams, building the, you know, I'm putting I'm building the plane while we're flying, literally. And I'm like, all right, we'll figure this thing out. Yep. So help me understand this building a plane on a consistent upward trajectory. Sure. One thing is that quality control is a spectrum to manage. Okay. You'll never be, it's not a it's not a switch that's flipped. Okay. You don't go from broken fixed. You're always like, okay, today, 93%. Tomorrow, 94%. The next day, 89%. You know, what? I mean, sometimes like 71%, whatever it is. It's a spectrum. That's hard as an owner. You have to be okay with the fact that like, best intentions, best design, best everything, and expectations are missed. Okay. Now, break it down, like what are like the functional pieces where we like notice in there is is usually there's like you replace yourself, like phase one. I've actually loved seeing the amount of people uh, find leverage in our process and, and our, in our teams. And but like you can continue to recreate that kind of experience there of, of what, what do I do at certain volumes? And so, yeah, replacing yourself or leveling up the skills that you achieve. So early on, you could do one to one sales, yeah. one to one delivery. At some point, if you want to go fast or you just want to go further, you'll probably go one-to-many sales. Yep. And then you can do one-to-many delivery. I, I love that you said that because my next question, which I'm going to allude to, and I guess I don't want to sound like a like a promotional plant for HL Platinum, but it's just it's such an incredible value. The one-to-many, one-to-one. I kid you not. The business in a box that showed up. I look at those and I'm like, got to be honest with you, I could sell this to that industry. Because my team can plug in the custom values, change like they can make this work. Yeah. And then 
I can deliver this. And then you're like, oh, I want to change the copy. There's a lot of upsells that can be a premium, yeah. but the main deliverable, I mean, that alone for a medical spa or for something, I mean, that alone's a $30,000 to your minimum. No, for sure. So with that being said, the one to many, I've noticed that you're, you and your team are really efficient at maximizing offers, rolling them out. I mean, consistently, you know, they're, they're always, there's always something flipped. I, I kind of follow the cadence and I, I click a lot of things, not because I want to buy them because I get a lot already, but because I want to see the anatomy of the funnel. Yeah, yeah. Your approach is often one to many, but like, is there, a, is there a cadence of like, I'm going to go one to many once a month. I'm going to go one to many as often as my brain thinks. Because I know entrepreneurs, like, we can have 10 offers a day. And I'm like, I, could, I wouldn't take, try to put them all out, but here's, I might. Yeah. So here's the funny thing is, you know, you're coming into our ecosystem. Yeah. I guess you're saying in the last 90 days. Yeah. At this point, most of what you experience is a choreographed dance. Really? Yeah. Okay. It feels like it just happened. Serendipitous. Like, oh my goodness. what in the world is going on? Yeah. Pre-planned, rehearsed. Done a ton. Oh my goodness, that forces me to think at such a different level. Yeah, so you can, we've got a training on this. So yeah. Like, you know, the idea of like evergreen pressure launches okay. is, is, what, is how we run it. And so you can kind of design. I, same thing happens in email. So here, you know, pull back. If you've got a good email, yeah. just fire. People replying to it's good. It's like, don't move on from that. Look and say that that needs to be evergreen. Okay. That needs to be part of the cadence when people come in early. Because it was a great email. Yeah. Um, some folks, the miss is actually they rarely look back. They just keep going forward, and they're just always in stuff. You gotta evaluate, and in that evaluation, when you realize you got a winner, like make that thing routine. That, yeah, well, one's mind blown, but two, when you say that about the emails, that hits me because I know that when we run email campaigns, I look back and like, hey, this email is really good. We're just this. We're gonna use this for a different audience, but for whatever reason, when it comes to offers, you're like, oh, I need to create the new shiny offer and like ah, this this work let's uh, let it keep working well and so and then the pressure becomes it's top of funnel right right so um yeah you have to be good at, at keeping on your your top of funnel for us i mean you already you reached the top this is this is all we got <laughs> so the um yeah but that's that's the kind of like thought process there is for a lot of our stuff that feels like that like these things are popping off um it's a choreographed dance all right so in this choreographed dance yeah I mean, how, let's just go LTV. How do you accentuate this long-term value of your clients? Is it just providing consistent value where your clients never leave? Is yeah, there... that's it. Like our model is continuity. Mm. Everything we do. So if we uh, we have to continue to uh, we have to continue to up level. And for us, like th there's a um, a grading consideration. And this is this is a funny thing. Just just a reality. I judge us most harshly on our uh, net promoter score of our highest paying customers. There's a reality where if I go to a hotel and I buy the cheapest room that they have and it faces the dumpster, yeah. you're like, you bought the cheapest room that they have and it like it feels one, that way. one of the rooms faced the dumpster. And it can be at volume, it can be like, you gotta like contextualize it, right? So if like somebody was like, they didn't have the best experience possible, you're like, you, okay. you kind of like there was yeah. a, there was a value. You want everything to be like match, you know, the value that was paid there. But sometimes you get people that the expectation is whatever it is. They paid a sixty dollars hotel room. Like I thought this was going to be the penthouse. Yeah. But if you judge yourself based on your, you know, your satisfaction of your highest paying customers, like that's that's real. If your highest paying customers aren't the most satisfied, like nothing's going to cascade down to be well. Good. That's a good. That's a good way to look it down and, and break your perspective on your deliverabilities. Another question, man. I, yeah. I, I love the fact you're giving me the opportunity to ask this. You mentioned something earlier this week. You were talking about your personal time with your family. Yeah. This hits me hard, right? So I have a wife, three kids, 
entrepreneur, somewhere in the world I like to work out, right? <laughs> somewhere yeah. where I like to have personal me time that you don't get small. Walk me through your non-negotiables or your deliverables. I mean, and this is more from an entrepreneur level. You, you take the SaaS out. The SaaS is amazing. Yeah. But, you know, regardless of the business, we all come to that point where we have to make a decision. Yeah. What's important? Like, what's the non-negotiables for us? Yeah, this is good. This is hard. I generally love events. Uh -huh. I do, but usually how I do events is I'm in and out in like 36 hours. Okay. I'm there for like the piece that's the part that needs to be there. I'm gone. This is the longest I've been away. Oh, wow. In a while. Even as I think about it, I like it is, um, it's weirdly emotional. Like, yeah. and, and uh, but typically, um, yeah, I give them the best part of my day. So here's my work cadence is, is I have a, <laughs> A spiritual gift of sleeping. I can, like, a little bit of time, I'm rested and good to go. And so uh, the the gift there is that I can wake up early and I'm like, and, you know, so whatever it is. Um, so I, I'm up early and I'll typically work, uh, you know, start working around seven. Okay. Uh, but I've been up for a while. I may already went to the gym, did some sauna. And so I'll, uh, I'll work seven to 10. Okay. And then I'm blocked out uh, 10 to one. Personal time. It's just with the kids. One to two, depending okay. on the day. So it's like 10 to two. So yeah. those four hours, I'm with them. Um, I kind of try to cadence around their nap times. So yep. they do afternoon naps right now. And then uh, and then I'll go back and do like a, you know, a two to five. Um, and finish it out and then I'm done, done at five, waking them up. So I, I love, uh, there's Parkinson's law, is that uh, work expands to the space that you give it. And I think about it like garages. Because when I had a one-car garage, I filled it up. I got a two-car garage, I filled it up. We got a three-car garage, we fill it up. We yeah. fill it up. And uh, the inverse is true. If I had a downgrade and I was like, oh, we got to, like, you find a way. You know, you just cut away some more stuff and you find it and you fit in that space. And so that efficiency for me as an entrepreneur is like, what can I accomplish in a collapsed time frame? Okay. And that's like what I want to be good at. Okay. Is the level of performance in a shorter amount of time. Like I think of like artists, like I'm most impressed by like the five minute sketch artist. Yeah. Like, cause I know if you give me, even if you give me three weeks to just focus on drawing something, I can make something, you know, <laughs> pretty good. I'm not an artist, right? But like three weeks of just that, like enough time, like anybody can kind of do anything. Yeah. It's, it's the amount you can deliver in that collapse time frame, because that's what allows you to, to then preserve and uh, call it like have margin in those other areas of your life and so that's the biggest like call it non-negotiable it's it's more so habits and a discipline that i keep there are seasons where i break out of it i was talking to someone earlier I just recognized that in um october i let it eat in because i was doing some extra stuff for platinum yeah. folks but so i think i was more more carving out more like a 11 to 1 mm -hmm. but uh um but yeah that's i, I consider the constraint of time and um, and then attention. And so for me, it's just like the discipline. It's too easy. The end of the night, we just I just box the phone away. Yeah, that has been that has been the single biggest in launching and building this company. It was, you know, I did a few nights where you know 11, 12, 1 in the morning, and you know one morning my wife, in a really subtle way, was like, "Hey, she's like, I'm all I'm here to support you. I'm here to do whatever." She says, but. There's a lot of people that also want your time. And it was just, it was a subtle way. It wasn't like a jab. She gave me a kiss and she walked away. And I was like, we've been together almost 10 years. I'm like, oh, that was her way of saying, hey, like, be smart with it. And so then I was like, okay, I'll come up to bed around 930. I had my phone. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Now I get to bed between, you know, I get up to the room between anywhere between 830 and 930, phone off. And, you know, 
put on do not disturb on airplane mode i'm like i whatever it is they can wait till tomorrow because yeah. everything else is within this home right now well it, what i found is is it's like matching um it's like you want to be a good gift giver mm. so like sometimes i'll jam i, I love we got some developers in, and they're based overseas mm -hmm. and uh uh i love connecting with them like 10 30 11 at night but so i'll i'll be phone off and it's it's like when you're in with in the zone with the panel, like you can be present with yeah. them, and then uh, uh, I'll even go up to bed, get ready for bed, be in bed, and uh, and then I'll get up and then I'll go down and do it. So, but it's like it's just the action of being present in their yeah. wind down and in their kind of like zone and their cadence. For me, that's a valuable thing, and I've realized it's more of like it's the gift of, of that presence. And so, my wife doesn't mind, if, you know, to go out and do work at yeah. 11, 12. Uh, I'm, thanks. I thought I was the only one. I, two people on my team are overseas, and I found like it's easier. For, it's easier for me to just speak to you late at night, and you're doing what you're doing, and it makes sense. Sometimes I'll like building a team. Uh, the direction at the start of the day is so much more valuable than direction at the end of the day. So like now it could be could be end of your day. Like that's like even if you're just written whatever. If you think about it right before they're starting their day, like if you're like signing off and they're gonna sign on, that's fine. But like. Yeah giving them whatever direction at the end of their day like they're gonna have to wait a whole nother they're gonna have to take time off for the action on that okay good to know you probably have a visibility to go high level that most of us don't have to some degree yeah, so, so a certain degree what is what is the thing that excites you most about the direction of this company i mean i've been part of other organizations or have learned from other other companies and this is the first time that i've been to i'm like hey the community is great. People are competitors, but they're helping, like openly helping, collaborating with each other, which I freaking love. But what is exciting you most about this future vision with this organization? Uh, I mean, frankly, so HL Postalist was built to sell back to high level. Okay. Now, the current founders are builders. Hmm. They're not going to buy HL Postalist, which okay. is fine. We're right. talking about it. Yeah. Makes sense. But their future is to sell. They've, they've sold a portion, they're going to sell again. Okay acquirers buy wow. that's what they do okay. and so um i'm excited for the future i'm excited to sell hr products back to back to high level i i imagine a day where this will fit in perfectly um it's interesting because you know the ecosystem matures and grows and is there but i think we we've um just had that intentionality from the start and uh built as a built to sell business and so that's I'm, amazing man. i'm excited for that that's that's absolutely amazing i think the the intentionality in the beginning is, is uh, sets it up later, and I, I love seeing businesses come to life, which is probably one of the reasons within 90 days I came here with that soul, like, I need clarity. Like, I need to know what it is I want to do. Like, I can get people to pay me money. That's not the issue. But can I get people to pay me money for the next five years happily over and over again yep. and be happy with the business I have? But that's where I was coming to let me get this clarity and figure that thing out. Yeah. So, well, man, I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, Anthony, thanks for sitting down and doing a little high-level hot take. Love it, man. Thanks so much.